I'm Heather. And I'm Lenore. Like you, we had our aha moments when we finally realized that the way we were doing things just wasn't really cutting it. I left pharmacy and got certified in integrative nutrition. And I left medicine and became a certified life coach. Together, we're going to show you what changes you want to make to adopt a healthier lifestyle. And then how to manage your mind around those changes. So this is the last time you do it. We're Nutrition Nutrition Minded. Hey friends, thanks for joining us. We are going to talk about holiday stress today. So some folks stress about money around the holidays. They stress about family members uh, they may not get along with. Some stress about travel, events, whatever it is. We're going to talk about stress and we're going to break it down and see what do you do about it. Okay. And that's so funny too because while you were listing all those things I was like, this is something everybody looks forward to, right? Christmas and all that. And then it's like, but it comes with so much negative emotion. Yeah. You know, it's part of the territory. So I think we have people that worry about getting on airplanes. They worry about travel. We have people that worry about their kids acting up or inevitably there's a family member for somebody that is just cringeworthy, right? We always worry about how they're going to act or what they're going to say or. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Currently have a family member like that, but yeah, I mean I've heard some um, stories about stuff. And money is a big one. We a lot of us worry about money around the holidays. So, how do we cope with this stress without buffering, without overeating and over drinking? Yeah. Um, to play back to last week, we talked about buffering. Yeah. Um, will you remind everybody what buffering is? Right. So buffering is what you do in order to avoid feeling a negative emotion because as humans we're we just don't want to feel bad I mean that's completely normal but the reality is life is 50 50 half the time your emotions are going to be negative half the time they're going to be good but because we want it to really be more like 80 20 or 90 10 or 100 percent happy yeah I mean if you're or you know if you're an overachiever you're going right for 100 so so we don't want to feel those negative emotions and so then we replace it with something else that gives us a dopamine hit you know Facebook Instagram alcohol, um, chocolate, I mean, whatever it is. So, And we talked about the urge jar last week. So right. if y'all didn't hear that episode, go back and listen to yeah. last week and learn about the urge jar. Yeah. Um, and you said earlier, you don't expect us to carry an urge jar yeah. um, with through the holidays. But so if we don't have our urge jar, like how the heck do we deal yeah. with the stress? What well, do we do? So the first step is to like define stress. Cause you're asking me earlier, what exactly yeah. is stress? Stress is really just for thoughts about a circumstance, right? Like you have a feeling of stress and when you're feeling stressed, you may feel a certain way. Your chest might feel tight. You might feel hot. You might um, feel keyed up or, you know, a little bit trembly or whatever. But the feeling of stress does not come from going to Great Aunt Irma's with the relatives that you don't want to hang out with. It comes from your thoughts about going, all right? So no matter what the circumstance is, that event, having dinner at so-and-so's house with X, Y, and Z in attendance, that's neutral. Well, but wait, isn't it Aunt Irma's fault that she always <laughs> acts up at the dinner table? Right. No. So here's the thing. The only person that you can control is you, right? Yeah. That's I mean, a hard one. It's true, though. <laughs> I mean, because where has it got? I mean, even with your kids. I mean, you and I both have kids, and they misbehave, and you're like trying all the tricks in your arsenal to get that child to do what you want him or her to do and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't yeah. and you're like but you want to do this this is what I want you to do 
Well, so if you think of your relatives as children, which I think maybe subconsciously we are, <laughs> if we want them to <laughs> If behave, we're trying to control them. But if we want yeah. them to behave in a certain way. I mean, you just can't make anybody do or say anything unless they want to. Yeah. So that's step one is realizing that maybe you've got a relative who's really inappropriate. I mean, I remember being over at somebody's house and um, they had a relative with dementia who was like commenting on everybody who walked in, you've gained weight. Oh, you, yeah. looking a little plump around the mm-hmm. middle. And my friend's mother was like, oh my God, make her stop. Make her stop. <laughs> and I thought it was funny. I mean, I, I, I wasn't taking offense to it. I was just like, okay. I, she'd never met me before, so she didn't know anything about what I looked like previously. But she was saying it to everybody who walked in the door. Oh, yeah. And so I didn't, I, I mean, I just was like, okay, that's fine. But I didn't make it mean anything. Whereas my friend's mother was like, oh my gosh, my aunt is doing such and such. I'm so embarrassed, right? I'm looking at what she did going, oh my gosh, that's funny. She's never even met me. I mean, how would she know? So the, the circumstance, the aunt saying that, or saying, you know, you look like you've gained weight, that's a neutral event until I have a thought about it or my friend's mother has a thought about it. So, so how that comes into play for the holidays People will get worked up about the holidays way in advance. Maybe it's dinner. Maybe it's I'm having 18 people over, and I know some of them are not going to like the food that I'm cooking, and so-and-so is going to get drunk, and so-and-so is going to bring their children and not watch them, Mm -hmm. and they're going to tear my house up while I'm trying to get everything done. I mean, and so the interesting thing is the only fact in this event is I'm hosting 18 people for Christmas dinner, okay? All the rest of it is drama that my mind has made up. Thoughts. Thoughts about the, it hasn't even happened yet. Yeah. But But we're worried about it. But we're already going Mm -hmm. through scenarios in our head of how this is going to happen and that's going to happen and this is going to get ruined and I'm going to be really unhappy. You know what? You could just as easily think we're having 18 people over for dinner and we're going to have a ball. Mm -hmm. This is going to be fun. I mean, it is completely up to you what you decide to think about something and nobody can change what you think about it, right? Like, it's totally your choice what you think about an event. I can't make you think something different if you don't want to. So just realizing that a big part of our stress about things is how we're choosing to think about a fact. So. Okay, so what about holiday travel? So a lot of people travel over the holidays, Mm -hmm. and I know it's scary to get on the road or get on an airplane, something like that. Is that the same? In a way, yes. Because okay. you're you're you have an event like say you don't like to fly mm-hmm. and you, you I don't like to fly. I love to fly personally, but I know people who don't like to fly because they they say I don't have any control. Yes, right. And I'm like, do you ever really have any control yeah. over anything? I so mean, you're saying they can get on the plane without the Xanax if they choose to. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying it's a thought. (laughs) It it is absolutely a thought because you can also think instead of, I don't have any control on this airplane. I'm going to die. You can also think there has not been a major plane crash in this country in two and a half years or however long it is. So what's the chance it's going to be my plane this flight today? Right? Right. I mean, that's a thought you could choose to have too. And then if you can access that rational part of your brain, that's like, well, yeah, I mean, actually, there's a tiny chance that something's going to happen to my plane. I can choose to relax. Wow. When you say I can choose to relax, I mean, that's kind of... 
that's kind of huge. Um, yeah. Did you hear the horn? Yeah. Sorry, listeners, if you heard the horn. Um, yeah, at least it wasn't a tree. <laughs> it wasn't a tree. <laughs> um, but, um, I, okay, so I used to fly a lot, and I quit flying, and then, you know, we'd travel. And so every time I get on an airplane, I go through this, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. Like, I start being worried, mm-hmm. but then I'm able to talk myself off. And what I always, what is a thought that's believable to me mm-hmm. is the pilot wants to die about as much as I do. That's a good thought to you have, You know, right? I mean, like he's going to do everything in his power to keep this bird in the air right. because he wants to go home too. Right. So I just tell myself that over and over and over again. But um, as it relates, this stress, as it relates to the holidays and this kind of travel and kids and yeah. Aunt Irma and, you know, all the people, we tend to, going back to buffering, we tend to buffer right. or drown out or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, we tell ourselves we deserve the pie or we right. need the pie. or. Even if we look at it from another place and you're not stressed out about the holidays, a lot of people are stressed out about overeating. Mm-hmm. I'm worried that I can't. I have no control around the pie right. or um, I, if I drink that first glass of wine and right. all the kids are around, I right. know I'm finishing the bottle because I feel uncontrollable around right. this person or this substance or this cake. Right. So let's do a thought model on that. So okay. if you think to yourself... Once I start drinking, I won't be able to stop, okay? So when you have that thought, what feeling would you have from that? Um, for me, I think it would feel very like out of control. Mm-hmm. I can't stop. I think um, maybe feels a little overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Hopeless, maybe? Hopeless, yeah. yeah. Defeated. Right. So yeah. coming from... Let's just pick hopeless. So say you have the thought, I can't, once I get drinking, I can't stop. Yeah. And you feel hopeless about that. So what actions do you take coming from hopeless in that certain circumstance? For me personally, it's kind of a give up mode. Mm -hmm. My actions are, well, hell, I mean, I might as well because I can't. Right. Because I can't do anything about it. So you're going to drink and you're not going to make any attempts to not drink or to limit what you drink. You're just like, well, I can't do anything about it anyhow. Or maybe tell yourself, I'm not going to do this. But in the back of your head, you're thinking, I can't control it anyway. So you just do it. Right. And so that thought that I can't control it anyway Mm -hmm. is what's leading you to have the result because you feel like, what's the point? And so you just go ahead and drink and you don't try to stop and you don't you know, maybe put the wine away or ask people, don't bring wine this time. Yeah. Don't buy non-alcoholic wine. You're just like, well, I just am giving in, right? And so your result is you start drinking and you can't stop. Yeah. So what you think with your mind, you create in your life. And that's a prime example of it. I mean, it's a small example, but literally what you think is going to happen is what's going to happen. Yeah. Your brain gets so much, and this is a little off topic, but it's related. Your brain gets so many stimuli constantly and you only focus on what is pertinent to your situation and what your brain is choosing to filter, right? What your brain is choosing to allow in because it can't allow all the data in or you wouldn't have be able to focus on is it. Is this why I forget everything? I don't know. <laughs> we could do another podcast. Okay. Later. Next week. Yeah. However, <laughs> however, so like in the case of not being able to drink, if you are planning to go to dinner and have the relatives over or whatnot and you're thinking, I just can't control myself with wine once I get started... You indeed are not going to control yourself. Because you're hopeless before before the situation exactly. happens. Exactly. You're hopeless. Exactly. And then you've got people who are like, 
I'm dreading this. Yeah. Right? Yes. Oh, I'm dread is a good one. I'm dreading having yeah. to go to my in-laws. I am dreading having to cook for so-and-so. And so when you're dreading something or you're thinking, mm-hmm. I'm dreading it, then what actions are you going to take? Nothing positive. Right. No. And so then your result is going to be a negative result. So, and here's another thing too, especially around the holidays. Like there's so many holidays celebrated every December. There's Hanukkah, there's Kwanzaa, there's Christmas. There's, there's a pagan holiday I recently found out about. There's all kinds of parties and celebrations. And so I don't know, for some reason, the media and everyone else in air quotes, everybody has a great holiday except us. Oh, like everybody else is perfect. The That's pictures. Yeah, the us. picture perfect. Yes. Everybody else is getting it right but me. And and we're somehow internalizing that if something goes wrong or somebody misbehaves or something gets burned, that I've messed up. That it's all gone to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. What's the point? Okay. So your brain will go through this whole list of things that are going to go wrong, like in November. You know, you hadn't even gotten to Christmas or whatever holiday right. you're celebrating yet. So you have created in your head, this is what drama is. Mm-hmm. I mean, drama is your... Th- we are our own worst drama. You're your own worst enemy. I mean, if you allow <laughs> your brain to go unattended like a toddler with a knife, oh uh, yeah, you are not going to get a good result. I mean, if you take... If you simply realize that's just a thought that Christmas dinner is going to suck and everybody's going to go insane and I'm going to have a miserable time... That will come true. However, if you just realize that's just a thought, it hasn't even happened yet, you could choose to think, this year might be different. And then you feel neutral about it. You might even feel a little hopeful, you know? So then you're not dreading it. You're not thinking of all the bad things that are going to happen. So that's another big part of it, too, is that around the holidays, we expect this Norman Rockwell painting Mm -hmm. or this, and it's really more like, I don't know, what's a sitcom where everything goes bad all the time? I don't even watch TV. But, I mean, real life for everybody has negative emotion in it. Mm -hmm. So, half the time, things are going to go south. Half the time, they're going to go well. Okay. Um, Have you watched that show, Grace and Frankie? This is a little bit off topic. Mm -hmm. But this is, like, their lives are a complete... um, Earmuffs, kids. Their lives are a complete shit show. Mm -hmm. And it's hilarious to mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. it's because I almost can relate yeah like I almost yes. am like oh yeah your house fell down yes. around you I feel you yes. <laughs> house, right? I feel that so this is like how do we relate to other people like if you have a, an acquaintance who's perfect her hair is always perfect her teeth mm-hmm. are perfect her children are always perfect her car is immaculate when she goes through carpool and the teacher opens the door to put the kid in nothing falls out mm-hmm. there's no goldfish ground into the <laughs> I mean, like, everything is perfect in her life. Like, do you like her much? I mean, it's people who are real. Yeah. Who like, yeah, my car looks like we just ate out of it for two weeks. And, I mean, even after I vacuumed it, it still looks <laughs> like that. So, it's pretty bad. But, like, it, it's people who are also not having it all together. Like, those are the people that we're drawn to. Right? Yeah. I mean, that are not fronting, that are not... Because I don't, and I'll tell you, treating patients, being a primary care doctor for 14 years, I was shocked at the number of people who would walk into my office that when you looked at them, you were like, wow, she's got everything. They were miserable. Mm -hmm. They were miserable. They were like, I need you to give me something for anxiety. And they burst into tears. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, you look like the poster child for she has it all together. Yeah. Yeah, So this is like the Norman Rockwell that we're seeking. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, well, we're obviously not going to get it because we've tried and we're coming to you for something for anxiety. Mm -hmm. So now what? So now you just realize life's 50-50. It's not perfect all the time. That seeking perfection and not accepting the fact that you're going to have negative emotions only makes you more miserable. I think as women, and I don't know if this is a Southern thing, I feel like it is, but maybe it's not. Um, I feel like as women, especially in the South, we are socialized to hide emotion. And, and maybe that's where some of these thoughts come from, yeah. is we're taught very young, do not be angry, do not show emotion, yeah. do not, you're not allowed to scream. <laughs> you're not, you know, you're not allowed to put your fist through the wall. Not that I think anybody should put their fist through the wall. I'm, just, I'm being yeah. very dramatic right now. Yeah. But we're, as women, we're socialized to look like we have it all together. Right. And that creates a lot of stress yeah. when we see other people that we think have it all together. Because then your brain goes to, what's wrong with me? Right. Your brain says, there's something wrong with me. I don't have it all together. I'm, I fail at things. I'm, I've, I yell at my kids. You know, I've got goldfish lining my car. And so your brain tells you there's something wrong with you. And you can choose to tell your brain, hey, shut up. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm doing the best I can. That's one of my favorite thoughts. When I'm like really bombing, quote unquote, something, like, okay, that's not going well. When I think I'm bombing that, I mean, I feel kind of bad. Yeah, defeated. I, Back to that. But when I yeah. think I'm doing the best I can, mm -hmm. I mean, that's like, okay, I'm doing the best I can. Another great thought that I have is when you know better, you do better. Because people will beat themselves up over things that have gone on in their lives in the past. I could have done that better. That didn't go so well. I'm still upset about such and such. I can't believe this happened. You know, I can't believe I did this. Okay, you can choose to think those things. Or you can think, when you know better, you do better. And then you're absolved. I mean, you're absolved. The only thing that you have for certain, for fact, is what is going on right now in the second. The past is in the past. It's already happened. You can't fix it. The future, who knows what's going to happen. I mean, 15 minutes from now, something could happen that neither of us, power could go out. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, who knows? So tornado could hit, I doubt it, but you just don't know. So you can just choose to live in the moment. I mean, we've gotten like really meta here, but you could just choose to live in the moment and just like, okay, this is what's going on. And you can bring that back to Christmas dinner. Like, I only have to do what's in front of me. That's another helpful thought. Like when you're getting dinner cooked and so-and-so is misbehaving and the kids just spilled wine on the couch. Okay, this is what we're doing now. That's another thought that I love. This is what we're doing now. Mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've taken that from you. I like yeah. that one too. Yeah. Like, okay, this is how this is going to happen. Yeah. All right. Right. And here we go. Yeah. I mean, here we are. Yeah. Like, because <laughs> I am like such a planner and I think you are too. Yeah. Like even when we we're supposed to meet to do this on Thursday, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go do this. And you're like, girl, I knew that was going to take 14 hours. <laughs> like, oh, I already knew that. <laughs> I didn't know that I was not going to be able to meet you at 10 o'clock. But, you know, my, so my point is, I'm all like, no, I don't want to be here right now. I'm supposed to be recording with Heather. And you're not upset at all. But that's okay because I'm upset because yeah. it's not going to my plan. You're right. So then, like, you're like, really, it's no big deal. We'll figure something else out. You know, so we go, both got sitters. Here we are now. But... At, at the time, I'm thinking all this, like, I can't believe I'm here. I can't believe I didn't know this would take this long. I can't believe so-and-so wasn't honest, and I didn't know that they didn't have these things. And What thoughts talked you off the ledge? In that instance, sitting there, 
it'll get done when it gets done. Okay. It'll get done when it gets done. And so instead of all the drama, because you were not upset with me at all. No, not even, never even occurred to me to be upset. I know. And you were like, no big deal. I knew this. That's how it works. I knew this was going to (laughs) get. I mean, you literally were like, I knew that. And I I think I texted you back, well, you could have told me. (laughs) But my point is, is that once I realized that no harm, no foul, okay, fine. We did not get to meet at 10 o'clock on Thursday. Then I moved into what's next mode. Mm-hmm. So then you were like, well, we could just get sitters. Yeah. Like, no big deal. Yeah. You know? So then I'm like, okay, I'll check with my sitter. You check with your husband or whoever you need to. Let's work around it. And so here we are. You know? So you, you're it's really just changing the thought pattern or maybe like disrupting the just, thought. Just recognizing. Disrupting. Or, okay. Just recognizing that the fact I did not meet you at 10 a.m. is the fact. Mm-hmm. Everything else is the drama. Right. All right, so in a holiday situation, we're overeating, over-drinking because we're going, I'm going to go back to Aunt Irma because yeah. she sounds fun. Yeah. Um, we're overeating because Aunt Irma is sitting at the head of the table, you know, Grace, she died 40 years ago, right? What, how, okay, how do we rein our thoughts in in that moment? Yeah. What do we say to ourselves when the pie is there or we've now made a second helping on our plate and Aunt Irma is still running her mouth. Right, yeah. What now? So what you can say is, I mean, just the, the factual thing is, am I hungry for this would be one. Yeah. Like, or you could even look at it and go, this pie is not going to make her shut up. Oh, see, I like that one. Yeah. So just recognizing that you are attempting to get rid of a negative emotion that you're having from your thoughts about a person. You're trying to get rid of those negative thoughts and negative emotions by using a food or a drink or a substance. And then just go, oh, okay, that makes me want pie. Okay, so I'm gonna throw you a curveball. What about the person that doesn't have Aunt Irma and she has a, or he, excuse me, for our male male listeners, I'm not sexist, Um, but what about the person who has doesn't have or maybe they have the Norman Rockwell right they've got it all together but the one thing is I can't control myself around X around my favorite holiday treat or my favorite holiday side dish or I can't control myself around this cousin that I drink with that I then I over drink right so how do we rein that in right and so this is some this is actually a really good module that I learned in coach training and Burke Castillo calls it um, coming up with a protocol in advance. So if you know you're going to be in a situation that is going to be stress inducing because you know you're going to have lots of thoughts that are going to lead to negative emotions, you can choose in advance what you're going to do. And so I'm not suggesting that you have no pie or that you don't have a whiskey or a glass of wine. But if you choose 24 hours in advance before you're even in the situation, I'm going to have one slice of pie, okay? Then you have made your decision in advance, and when you get there, you can have your one slice of pie. So you're not completely restricting, because we talked about in several yeah. podcasts ago how restriction doesn't work, because then you just deprive yourself and deprive yourself until you just really overdo it, right? So you're saying, I'm gonna be in a situation Normally, my thoughts about that situation will lead me to do X, Y, and Z, but instead, I'm just going to do this today. And then you just trust yourself that you're going to do it. There's no magic pill. There's no anything I can do or you can do to make that happen. You just 
decide in advance that that's how you're going to show up. I'm a pencil and paper girl. Mm-hmm. I like to write things down. Yeah. I know you know me. I carry yeah. 75 notebooks yeah. around. And you and don't know what's in I don't one. know which one is in what because I just write the right one. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but so I like to write things down. So if I'm making my protocol ahead of time, yeah. I'm going to sit the morning before or the night before yes. and, and write down. That's actually recommended. You tomorrow down, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I mean, if your issue is eating or drinking, like write down exactly what you're going to eat. Yeah. I'm going to have one serving of turkey. I'm going to have three sides of vegetables, you know, and a piece of pie. Yeah. Like there you go. And so when you get there, you don't have to go, ooh, look at all that. Okay. I'm not going to eat it. Oh, but that looks so good. No, I'm not going to eat it. Like, you, you can skip the drama, folks. Like, you've already got your protocol. Because you've got a plan. Yeah, you've got it written down. So, I know there's people listening to this podcast right now, because I did it, going, yeah, but yeah. I can't. Yeah. And then you won't. I mean, if you, that may not be the answer you want me to <laughs> No, no, but you kind of shut me down there. I was like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say to that. Though. It's true, though. Okay. I mean, if you were like, yeah, but I can't do that, yeah. you won't do that. You're right. You can't do that. So let's use a bridge thought. Okay. Okay. I Tell me, I explain to a bridge thought. Okay. I don't think we've so, talked about this before. So say you have always gotten drunk at such and such's party because you, you quote, you know, in air quotes, can't stand mm-hmm. the relatives there or, or the friends there or it's your husband's coworkers and like you can't stand these people, whatever the situation is. So your thought is, I, there's no way I'm not going to be able to get totally smashed. So a bridge thought could be something like other people can go to holiday parties and not get totally loaded. Right? So I like what you taught me too, that this made, that made me think of this is finding examples mm-hmm. out in the universe mm-hmm. to provide that information for your brain. Right, to disprove the thought that you're having. Yes. Right. So, so when you have the thought, like, I always get loaded yeah. and such and such, what I would encourage you to do is ask your brain, is that always true? Mm-hmm. Like, literally ask your brain that. Uh, you know, can I think of an example where I went somewhere and I didn't? And when you said, when you said, um, is it true that other people yeah, can go do could do that? Yes. I like to go oh, with that thought. I like to go. Okay, well, I saw this person, right. and they had one cocktail, and they moved on. Or right. uh, to go back to the the pie, uh, or the overeating on the holiday meal, yeah. or whatever. I have seen other people yeah. make their plate and right. not overindulge. Right. So it can be done. It's, it's a possibility. Exactly. So that's the thought. Okay. Like, other people have to. I've seen other people do this. Even just the thought, other people can do this, maybe I can too. You don't even have to say, I know I can. If you, yeah. don't, if you don't believe, I know I can. If you believe, maybe I can. That's a step in the right direction. So right? we're looking for a thought in between I can't yes. and I can yeah. that will is believable. Yeah, and is going in the right direction to help you get into an emotional space where you feel hopeful and you feel like things are possible okay. instead of feeling defeated and despairing before you've even gotten there. Right? And and the best thing to do is to write it out. I mean, if you're a visual person, absolutely. Okay. Write it down. And honestly, Brooke says just write your protocol down every day. Like the day before, write down what you're going to eat the next day. Yeah. And I'm thinking she doesn't have toddlers. Like that's my thought about that. But anyhow. So our action steps, I think, for 
dealing with the stress, dealing with the overeating, over drinking is remembering, um, tell me how you put it. Life's 50, 50. Yeah. Half the time that you're going to have thoughts about things that lead you to have negative emotions and half the time they're going to be positive. And then, um, overeating is an option, right? All right, walk me through that. Overeating is an option because, because of our thoughts. Because you can choose to have thoughts that will lead you to not feel the feelings that cause you to overindulge. The overindulging is the buffering. Okay. When you recognize that you're having a negative emotion about something only because of your thoughts about it, right? That the event in and of itself is neutral. The Christmas dinner with 18 guests is a neutral event. And that you're only feeling overwhelmed and panicky because you're thinking, I don't want to do this, I can't stand these people, or whatever the negative thought is, right? When you just realize you're getting an emotion because of the thoughts, and you don't have to cover up that emotion with the wine. Yeah. You just allow the emotion. You can allow the, I'm going to feel uncomfortable for, for three hours. Okay. Like, okay. Who promised you you were going to feel great 100% of the time? Nobody. Yeah, I think that's hard, too, because we um, want to. We, we want, want to. to. Yeah. yeah, but but that's part of where we are as a society, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, we're you know addicted to the Internet and addicted to this and addicted to that because we're just trying to cover up the, the bad stuff, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, guys, half the time things just stink. And so if you just realize that, yeah, half the time I'm going to not be happy. Okay, nothing has gone wrong here. That's another one of my favorite thoughts. Mm -hmm. When something's going on and I realize, okay, I'm starting down a spiral, I'll just think nothing has gone wrong here. Because when you think nothing has gone wrong here, then your brain will start looking for evidence that nothing has gone wrong here. Yeah. So the bridge thought, find a bridge thought to that point is find a bridge thought that gives you evidence that nothing's actually wrong. You're yeah. not, you're, you're not, you know. Yeah. And nothing has gone wrong here for me is not a bridge thought because I believe it okay. wholeheartedly. Okay. Like, okay. So if it is, if you're trying to go from, I can't stand Christmas dinner to, I might enjoy Christmas, like I'm going to enjoy Christmas dinner and your brain's like, nope, can't do that. I just, I don't believe that at all. Yeah. No, know? I've always hated it. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> like you're something like, like that. Yeah. So okay. then your brain's like, nope, don't buy that. Then you could say, some people enjoy Christmas dinner. Yeah. And that just gets you to a more neutral space. And so it, it kind of takes away the drama, right? Because mm-hmm. now you're thinking about other people enjoying Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. Or I enjoyed that one Christmas. Right. Yeah. Right. Or I might enjoy parts of it. Yeah. You know? So Or, or you could think, maybe this year will be different. Yes. Or you could think, I'm going to look for the funny stuff. Like. Yeah. There's all kinds of alternate thoughts you can have, but I guarantee you that if you think you're going to hate it, you're going to get there and hate it. Yeah. Because what you think you create. So that's it. So we can go home and know that we are not going to overeat or overdrink because of holiday stress because we can change our thoughts. That's right. And and it may not be fun and games all the time, and that's normal. I mean, life is not perfect 100% of the time. I have a hard time with that one. When you accept it, <laughs> things are easier. That's my thought about your thought, about the yeah. thought. <laughs> yeah. Y'all have to know, um, when Lenore and I work together, I'm very famous for, yeah, but. Yeah. Everybody yeah. has a version of that. If not the exact words, yeah, but they'll go, well, what about so-and-so? Or, 
no, I don't want that to be true. And I'm like, I know. Yeah. I mean, we don't want all kinds of factual things to be true, and yet they are. So I, I hear yeah. what you're saying, but. but yes. <laughs> oh, okay. a shirt made that says, yeah. Yeah, but. but. <laughs> <laughs> all right, shirts coming soon, yes. friends. <laughs> Nutrition minded. Yeah, but. <laughs> All right, we will talk to you guys next time. Yeah. No overeating. <laughs>